Christ has been made so firm in you that you lack no grace. Our blessed Lord, St. Paul, tells us wants to be faithful. He wants us to be firm to the end, awaiting the appearance of our Lord, to keep us secure in these things. But the simple fact is that we are not all guaranteed this. We're not guaranteed simply by virtue of being members of the Catholic faith or by receiving the gift of baptism or receiving the gift of Holy Communion. We are not guaranteed our perseverance and our faithfulness to the end. We are certainly not a once saved, always saved faith. It is something that is continuously at work within us. The fact is, as we all think, and we know by experience, that our hearts can be rather fickle. We see this in the scriptures, in the great examples of the saintly apostles themselves even, who, although they have received numerous graces, at the hour of the crucifixion of our Lord, all but John flee. And even after the resurrection, whenever they see our blessed Lord, whenever, they, whenever Thomas is able to, to place his hands into his hand and into his side, when the apostles are able to, to see him and eat and drink with him and to listen to him after the resurrection even, you would think everything would be firm by then. And yet we also know that at that time, there is much confusion in the hearts and Peter resolves simply to go fishing to go back to what he had known before because he didn't know what to do anymore with the things of God. How easy it is for us, even after receiving tremendous graces, simply to fall away. St. Paul also noted this same temptation within himself as he was as he's writing to the communities and he would, he would, on several occasions, indicated that he's writing so that he can say things to them, but also that, so that he himself doesn't, after having taught everybody else, he himself be lost. There's a reality that there is a, a danger in this to think that one has simply assumed to a high enough role that one can coast, so to speak, in the spiritual life, or that one has done enough things for the good Lord so as to simply merit the grace that certainly God will, of course, take care of us. These presumptions can be present there. But we also recognize that even our own good resolutions from time to time will fall short. We will resolve to, to take up a new penance, to read a particular spiritual work, to be able to, to abstain from labor on the Lord's day, to take all these things of the spiritual life that we know are spiritual goods for us and intend to do them, and yet we will fall short. We need the grace of the Lord in all of this. We need his help, and we all know this. But it's us for us also to respond to this grace, to respond to this help. In so many words, to be able to pray like all things depend on God and work like all things depend on us, as St. Augustine would tell us. To renew upon the grace of God and to live it. The thing is first for us to be able to pray for the perseverance. This is a grace that we have to pray for. Because again, it's not something that is a guarantee. It is something that we must pray for, ask for, to seek and to beg for. Indeed, I've known far too many priests. One would be far too many, but we're in double jids. It's the men that I've known personally who, having entered into the religious life, having entered into the holy priesthood, have fallen away, have sought the life of ordinary men once again, rather than the priesthood of Jesus Christ. They have not prayed for perseverance, and they have not received it. 
Certainly, we knew, too, we can know those many individuals throughout our, throughout our world who, rather than a priestly vocation or a religious one, in the vocation of holy marriage, holy matrimony, enter in, and on the first seem to be good, and yet over time will fail. They will not persevere in their choice, will not persevere in that commitment of their will made before the Lord at the holy altar, and will seek divorce and separation, seek simply to, again, to return to a way, a path that may be easier, the path that is not the cross. It is for us to pray for perseverance, to beg it of the Lord, because again, there is no guarantee that we will have it. It is not ours simply to presume upon, but it is to cooperate with him with his grace. Another important piece for us in this reality of, of turning to our blessed Lord and not, not falling away from him, but remaining firm, remaining faithful to him, is any time we recognize lukewarmness within the soul, cast it out without hesitation. To cast it out. St. John Vianney, in his own reflections on lukewarmness, he spoke of the difference between the soul that is, that is alive in Christ and the soul that has become lukewarm. He said the soul that is lukewarm has faith, but it has no zeal. It has hope, but there is no firmness in it. It has charity, but there is no ardor. There is no fire in the heart for one who is lukewarm. How easy it can be in the midst of this earthly life to simply seek after the things that are earthly, the physical pleasures of this life, to put our hope in things, in situations, whether the tigers win or not. These kinds of things that determine oneself. If we seek our things in the world, we will forever be downcast. Because even if we're the best of things that we can have in this life, they will fade and they will pass. It is for us to choose heavenly things. But the lukewarm would seek earthly ones. The lukewarm would seek those things in this world that don't require of us a cross, that don't require of us the commands and demands of charity, which is suffering in its true form. To be able to seek after the things of God is for what one is for one who is faithful to the Lord. But to be able to be cold in the things of God, this is for the lukewarm. The lukewarm will recognize that there are things that are not necessarily perfect in one's life, but they won't do anything to change it. They will remain there and allow those things that can be the things that damn us to simply remain untouched, unchecked even the smallest of things, and how easy and how often it can happen that the devil begins with those tiny things, the little things, and yet will continue to build up more and more and more. So what begins as a little imperfection permitted becomes venial sin, becomes grave sin. The slippery slope of allowing that which is not of God to remain in us goes quickly to, to, to perdition. And so it's whenever we recognize any of these things within us to cast them out with haste. Two things in particular, however. Lukewarmness will encourage us to delay going to confession. Because again, we don't necessarily desire to change, nor is there much contrition within our hearts. Certainly we know that we are wrong. Certainly there may be a, a general sense of sadness in our heart about the things, about, of, the things of God, but we become okay with them 
used to them. They become the furniture of our life that's just comfortable and safe. And to be able to come to our blessed Lord and to allow his grace to free us from them, from the, from the chains of which we have bound ourselves, it can be a scary thing and a fearsome thing. It will call us to change. And this is, again, not exactly what we want if we are lukewarm. So as to go to confession and to allow the grace of the Lord to come as that great flood of, flood of mercy and the flood of grace, to be able to loose all that, which is, uh, all that which is bound and to cast it away. Not to delay confession, but to go frequently to the Holy Sacrament and to allow our Lord to continue the work of the sanctification and salvation of our soul. And primarily, a wonderful place to look to see how often lukewarmness can strike us is in our fervency in prayer. Do we pray every day? Do we intentionally spend time every single day with our blessed Lord, no matter what? Everything else may be happening around us, but our blessed Lord is always with us. If we are not able to get to the church to be in the presence of the Lord in the blessed sacrament, we know that anywhere we find ourselves, the Lord abides within our heart by virtue of his indwelling in our baptism. In every place, the Lord is with us. In every place, we can pray. Do we pray? Do we allow that time to be with our Lord, to be able to lift our hearts to him so that he can light them on fire once more, so that he can continue to, to increase that ardor within us, to increase that firmness within us, to increase that zeal that is necessary for us. All of these things and so much more happen on account of our prayer. And again, how easy it is for lukewarmness to set in and to allow prayer to be set aside. Prayer doesn't usually seem very urgent. Certainly there are moments where we have urgent prayers Someone is sick, someone is dying, someone has died. There's a particular need that we have. We have a test coming up. We're looking for a job. We're looking for a home. All these kinds of things may come across our, come across our plate in a sense. And we will have an urgent prayer seeking some response from the Lord. But that daily communion, the daily conversation with God, how easy it is, again, to simply let it fade. When we go without food, our stomach lets us know. But when we go without prayer, it doesn't do the same. We simply quietly, slowly become cold, cold in heart. And it doesn't have the same feel as the, the pains of, of hunger in our flesh. It is a quiet and a subtle thing, a thing that can easily be kind of quenched to a small degree, at least, and temporarily by the pleasures of this life. A continued slip into lukewarmness is for us to make sure that this is not the case. That if there is anything that is lukewarm within us again, that it be cast out. Our Lord used a very clear language on these things. Elsewhere in the scriptures we know that he says, if there is anything that caused you to sin, you know, pluck, pluck out your eye, cut off your hand. Not literally, but to be able to say the extent to which we ought to be willing to do the things that are necessary for us. It would be better for us to enter into heaven maimed than to go to Gehenna, all full of body. This is for us to ensure that, that there is nothing that abides within us that can pull us away from the grace of the Lord, that there is no sin, and even, even the smallest of sin, that we permit to stay within us. Certainly it does not mean we will, be perfect. we will be perfect. We will have trials, we will have struggles, and we will fall short. But 
is to ensure that we never give up, that we never become content with things to be as they are, but continue to seek the grace of our Lord to convict and convert our hearts. These are difficult things for us because so much our flesh desires to simply go with the things of this world and to do that which is easy and comfortable for us. But it is worth it if we persevere in these things. The firmness that we have here in our faith lived in this life will provide for us a reward that is far beyond anything that we can even comprehend or understand or imagine in this earthly life. And it's for this reason that we are to turn continuously to our Lord, to ask him to help us to persevere in this gift of faith that we have received. It is a difficult task, but as St. Paul tells us, you lack no grace.